The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, today we're catching up with Talisman Mining, which is set for a big year as it sets about drilling some exciting copper gold targets it has assembled in the prolific Cobar mineral field of New South Wales Lachlan Fold Belt. It trades under the code TLM, or Tango Lima Mike, if you prefer, and last traded at 18 cents for a market cap of 34 million. Now, we're lucky enough to have uh, ex- exploration and mining industry stalwart Kerry Hamanis with us today to bring us up to speed on the Talisman story. Kerry is Talisman's chairman and an 18% shareholder. Now, because of uh, Kerry's long and rich experience in the exploration and mining industry, we'll do things a bit differently today. First of all, we'll pick Kerry's brains for what makes for a successful explorer, and then we'll dive into the 2022 exploration program the company plans in New South Wales. So with that, Kerry, I listened into your AGM last year, and uh, you mentioned there that you've got exploration in your blood after first sitting on an exploration rig with your dad back in the late 1950s up in the NT. You're also a trained lawyer and you went on to establish Jubilee Mines, which after 20 years of hard slog as a junior, was eventually sold to Mick Davis's Extrata for $3.1 billion in 2007 on the strength of Jubilee's high-grade Cosmos discovery. Now, some might have thought you would uh, head off to the French Riviera, never to be seen again, but you dive back into the exploration space with Talisman by first supporting Talisman with an equity investment and then becoming chairman in July 2020. So from all that, I can take it that uh, exploration is still a game that excites you, Kerry. Yes. Look, I've got exploration in my blood. I love it. As you said, I I was first remember being on a what they called a wagon rig in the days, uh, drilling a dad's my dad's uh, discovery of iron ore at Francis Creek in the Northern Territory, and uh, saw that develop into an exporting. Uh, iron ore mine th- uh, through to Darwin on the railway there and then a, a stacker reclaimer at Port Darwin uh, selling iron ore to Sumitomo or with Sumitomo in um, in Japan, of course. So after that, I became a lawyer, of course, and uh, I didn't think I was that good at that. I didn't like it so much. I eventually specialised more in mining law and all of that, but I had a uh, also a prospecting career, which I started uh, retreating mining uh, wastes, uh, cyanide wastes, uh, you know, with cyanide in the goldfields, Lancefield and uh, Cox's Find and Southern Cross did quite a few, one out at Browns Hill out the back of uh, Boulder there. So, and then that developed into a hard rock sort of interest um, and accumulation and eventually, you know, formed Jubilee Mines. Uh, Jubilee Gold Mines, as it was then, it's the Samuel Mines, they became one in about 1991. I mean, there's always other people involved. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm a good organiser of people, but I always need the, the disciplines around me. And particularly, you know, I've employed lots and lots of geologists, engineers, um, and uh, I think we've got a really good team now, more of that in a bit. But, yeah, I love exploration. I love the process, honestly, of... Uh, 
finding something on your own ground, developing it, operating it, and giving money back to shareholders. And I think the thing that makes me tick the most is uh, give the Jubilee example. I mean, we we found Cosmos with the discovery hole in September or so, 1997. And 30 months later, in April of 2000, we poured our first concentrate or uh, made our first concentrate. So that meant we we drilled it out, evaluated it, um, big job, got the financing, uh, stripped, uh, you know, like uh, um, took the uh, uh, overburden off down to about 40 metres. I mean, it was a no-brainer in a way, 7% of uh, three or four metres, four metres. It was a great ore body, of course, but... Still, we did it, and um, we just um, went hard at it. You know, when you've got something, t- timing's a big thing, like with the sale to Extrata, um, and uh, timing in the beginning, uh, getting, you know, realising that's a no-brainer, go for it. And we did that, and um, we did it, I think, impeccably within budget, and through the whole process of that operation, we paid out 50%, 58% of our profits to our shareholders. So for me, a lot of people say this, but I'm really about shareholder value. My, my, uh, what is it? My raison d'etre is really to make money. Uh, what what works for the shareholders will always work for me. And I, I look around the mining industry for many years, of course, and you see uh, a lot of companies. I won't name any, but they live for different reasons. But for me, it's about shareholder value. What's good for the shareholders is good for me. With Talisman, I started off as an investor. I tried to retire. It was pretty hard for me to retire, although I was, you're always pretty busy when you retire doing different things. I invested in a few companies. I invested in Talisman at the time for actually the one mana iron ore, and then that got a bit difficult, and eventually we sold that. I, I orchestrated management in there. It was actually Gary Lethridge, who was my 2IC at, 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 at Jubilee, a good operator, and Peter Langworthy, and uh, we tried to find uh, something up there at uh, Springfield, spent a lot of money and time there, and we did find uh, Monty there, or we sort of inherited the find in a way, but uh, we actually sold that for some good money. Well, you uh, sold it to Sapphire, of course. Actually, I I was just a shareholder then, the largest shareholder, and I was an investor, um, and didn't really have a big interest in driving it at that time, didn't have a big involvement, but... Remember that management at that time, with my support, did distribute about seventy-five or so million to shareholders by way of uh, frank dividends and a capital return. The shareholders have been repaid already somewhat, and now, of course, we have this royalty that we receive from the our iron ore at one mana from uh, mineral resources, and it's a pretty enviable position for a junior. Uh, no dilution. We're getting cash every every month we get a check and it goes up and down with the iron ore price a bit because it's, it's part of a blending process for them uh but you know not many juniors have money coming in every month no it's a real point of uh, differentiation for the stock uh, you're not putting your hand in shareholders pockets all the time to uh you know, continue with the exploration program so it's a great benefit to us to have that and of course it helps because, like Jubilee, we have a very small market capital, a very small uh, number of issued shares, about 180 million, 185 million, which was was amazing for Jubilee when we sold sold out. We still only had 185 or 188 million shares, and so let's see. 
what happens in the future. But right now we have this royalty, which has given us the confidence to have a really good go at New South Wales and fast track it. Again, come back to the Jubilee uh, development of Cosmos, fast track. So, of course, we have to find something there now. I I, I have to be honest with you that when I first invested in, in Talisman and the iron ore moved on and we couldn't turn up this sort of game breaker ore body at Springfield, Dalgona area, Although, as I said, we did get, you know, we sold out for a good price. Uh, That was a great all body, but it wasn't really, we couldn't do it ourselves. So then I just said, what are we doing in New South Wales? It's a hard environment to operate in uh, and so on and so on. And let's find something in WA or maybe the Northern Territory. And it all turned out too expensive, too difficult uh, timing. We probably missed the market there, but, you know, there was nothing really attractive that we could get our hands on within our capability, financial capabilities. So I then started refocusing on New South Wales myself. I had another look at it. And I suppose the turning point was we got Dr. John Horonsky in there to have a look at it. And he did this big structural overview. And I went, wow, this is pretty amazing. We have some amazing tenure here. Uh, it's elephant country here. We're close to some big ones. And there's a few new targets he highlighted, that conceptual. And uh, look, you know, it's not so bad to operate in New South Wales. It's actually turned out to be easy. Interestingly, we're actually being in New South Wales now. We have freedom of movement of of our geologists and that. They've passed the COVID hump. West Australia is still dealing with the COVID hump. So we've actually had a bit of a timing win there. And we're busily drilling our first target this week, kale and shaft, a gold thing which was one of our previous targets. Another one, Murray's. Another one, Carpina North. These will be drilled in the next few weeks. And then the big one, which we really like, Babinda. We had to buy our minority shareholders out of that, and that took a bit of argy-bargy, Babinda, but now we control that 100%. It's one of uh, Horonsky's targets as well. And it's also our current geological team was over there, and uh, they really like Babinda. And there's some other big targets after that in the pipeline. Currently, because we've got, you know, the financial capability, uh, you would have read we're going on um, airborne aero mag at the moment, the whole, uh, select, well, most of our area tenement package, plus airborne gravity, which has never been done over there. Most of the big discoveries over there historically have been made with, uh, with, with geophysics and uh, geophysical overview. So we're, with our financial capabilities, and uh, we're currently flying AEM, airborne electromagnetics, as I've said, plus airborne gravity, which no one's ever done in that area. We have a very good geological team. I'm very happy with, you know, it took, us, took me, me and us time to rebuild our team. We've got a very capable and experienced CEO, Sean Vokes, who um, had a wealth of experience in Africa and all over Australia and uh, has, uh, you know, understands mining and exploration. Unfortunately, he's an accountant, but we forgive him for that because he understands the mining industry. And then we've just recruited a really uh, top bunch of guys. There's three geologists in New South Wales, locals uh, with local knowledge, and a guy called Russell Gregory. He is a real gun, in my opinion. Ex recently came out of Rio, and he's brought a whole new vitality and understanding to our geological team. And he really likes our New South Wales tenements. So it took me time, 
as well. But you know, I'm 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 a convert, and I'm very committed and excited about our New South Wales package. This is a big year for us. I really, honestly believe that. And uh, you know, you've got to find it though. I'll be coming back to you in a few months and saying, "Look, Barry, look what we found." Well, I can remember way back in the uh, days when uh, we used to argue about who was paying for the coffee uh, before Jubilee found uh, Cosmos. If you've got the right people, the right sort of projects, and uh, you keep at it, luck's a fortune. So. I do think this is our year. We've got, as you said, those ingredients. Uh, you didn't say the, the cash. We've got money coming in, and we've got you know ten plus million dollars. A very good geological team. A great set of projects. A great with the large endowment, large quality, large scale endowment. Very close to all of us. We were just looking today at uh, our uh, kale and shaft tenement is uh, prospect which we're drilling right now is directly online from mineral hill which is a significant mine over there more to come barry exactly now just a couple of things you mentioned uh, russ gregory there do you call him russell gregory apparently he answers to both russell oh that's right i couldn't remember his surname <laughs> uh you mentioned his ex uh, rio uh, yeah he was involved in the first hole at uh, that window copper gold discovery up in the patterson that's right he is on the record uh, of being very excited, and I think you touched on this, on this uh, Babinda Copper Prospect. That's saying that's probably the one he gets most excited about. So that's slotted for drilling in the near term, is it? A uh, couple of weeks' time, three weeks or so, we'll be, we'll be hitting that. We've got Kale and Shaft right now. Then we've got Murray's and Carpina, which are kind of legacy projects from the last geological team, but they've still got a chance and we need to give them a go. And then Babinda, because of geological uh, geographical separation, will be the fourth one of those. But they're all part of the current program, planned program for the first quarter. So there's going to be a, a steady flow of, uh, well, news flow throughout 2022, by the sounds of it. I expect so, yeah. That's the plan. And, uh, you know, with that sort of money going in, I think we're spending $3 million this quarter on exploration, which is a pretty big amount for a junior but we've got as again the money there and the capability and a geological team believe that they can make you know good value of that without wasting money it's all hands on deck now it's sort of like this is our busy busy year it's taken a while to get our housekeeping in order and everything and put our team together as i've said and settle down with our with our, with our royalty and our uh, and our plans and everything so i'm very excited so what about you kerry you're going to uh, try and get over East and sit on one of the rigs as it's uh, drilling down towards targets? I'm going to Queensland in a couple of weeks and then I'm going to go to the States for a short trip and then come back and then I'll probably flick out there. It'll be perfect timing in about March and uh, to go out there. And that's probably, uh, uh, I haven't actually seen Babinda, so I, I, there's a tar- that one there. And there's another target that we're all excited about. We haven't even given it a name yet. It was one of Horonsky's targets and we are kind of calling it crisscross, but it's not an official name yet. We're all excited about that, but uh, there are some old workings on this target. It's way out in the boonies. It's a fair way out from things. And uh, there's farmers out there, though, private landowners, uh, and the, the fellow there is pretty excited about it himself. Yeah, it's northeast of Cobar. It's quite close to Cobar, actually. It's at the uh, at the epicentre of two uh, cross-major regional structures, mineralised structures of that area, which run north-south, and the other ones run more or less east-west. Imagine a, a crossword. It's right in the middle, and it's a magnetic low, and uh, there is some old workings on it. It's never been drilled, and it could be nothing, but 
Um, it's some old workings on it, a deep shaft actually. We're pretty excited about a few of these targets and that's one of them. Uh, that one, you've, you've got one of the best structural geologists in the business telling you to go there and drill. Yeah, I was very impressed with him. I had a couple of presentations from him. I hadn't actually met him before, I'd heard of him. And Oh, yes, I, well, he, his father or uncle worked with uh, Jubilee as a nickel man and, uh, yeah, he's an impressive guy, very smart guy. So all of these things that we've done have helped us with accelerating our work and fast-tracking this whole thing now. I liken it to a paint job. It takes a while to do all the patching and, and, and grouting and taping and everything, and then the painting comes on very easily, much easier. So that's where we're, that's where how we're positioned right now. Yeah, very true. Now, of course, we're, we're talking copper gold focus. Uh, given your nickel history, uh, what's your take on the nickel market at the moment and any thoughts of expanding the talisman's horizon to taking nickel somewhere or is it a bit too crowded nowadays? You know, nothing's out of the question, but the timing and it's got to make sense. We're pretty focused on all this New South Wales stuff at the moment, but if something turns up, I mean, I'm a shareholder in a couple of nickel companies, which I'm, which I'm happy with. Uh, nickel, well, I had a bet with Sean the other day John Vokes, and and, uh, and he said it's not going to go more than 25 grand, and I said it'll still go again. It'll always come when people least expect it, just like with gold, and it'll just take off. Nickel historically always done that, and I don't think that the pig iron stuff, the uh, ferro nickel, is uh, is going to make too much of an impact. When it takes off, there's always a place for sulphide nickel, high-quality concentrates. That's very much what Mick Davis thought when he paid $3.1 billion for Jubilee in 2007, but, of course, the nickel market fell in a heap after that. and uh... Very volatile. I mean, you know, I have no regret. I was just wondering... Um, it was uh, the project Cosmos was eventually passed on to uh, Western Areas for $24 million and now gets, uh, is being redeveloped by Western Areas in this new bull cycle we're getting in nickel. But my question is, do you get a Christmas card from Mick Davis? No, but I have heard some sort of some sarcastic comments from Ivan Glassenberg. I've never met the man, but he's a pretty smart bloke and he, he said I, uh, something like, he said, I told Mick not to, not to buy that thing. <laughs> they had all the, all the information. I mean, nothing was held back, and uh, they they were after market position and uh, market share. The Russians were here, and and uh, they they wanted it. And uh, I think the Canadian talked them into it of nickel arm because they they needed uh, it. And of course, it's a magnificent system. It's just the nickel price. We sold three days before Jeff, the the, crack, the peak. Nothing wrong with selling at the top. No, and that was just timing. And that's what I was trying to say at the beginning. Uh, and the other, uh, you know, pr- previously, you know, it's it's okay to have facts and statistics and everything and all that. I'm not bragging here. I mean, you just develop a bit of a, a big BS antenna. Not everyone has that. I don't say I'm an, I'm, I'm perfect or anything, but I. I do have a big BS antenna, which, which which is intuition, which is different to reading facts. They all it's all part of the same matrix of decision making, but it's always handy if you can pick timing better. Yeah, and I don't always. I mean, I've had a few misses on the stock market. <laughs> you, you certainly need the BS antenna uh, moving around West Perth, that's for sure. Um, but if there is a theme you can pick out, you know, obviously Jubilee was sold at the top of the market, but then you were willing to uh, sell, well, you were a shareholder at the time, but uh, pleased to see Talisman uh, taking money off the table with uh, the Monty uh, Sandfire deal. And uh, you you pulled back from becoming an iron ore developer and took the royalty, which is uh, paying its way now. So you obviously 
you obviously fall in love with your discoveries, but not not to the point where you have to uh, go on and become a quote unquote boring miner. I often think it's good to have your head in the clouds, but have your feet on the ground at the same time. Uh, fortunately, Kerry, with that, we've uh, run out of time. Fascinating discussion. So we'll, uh, over here in the Eastern States particularly, but I guess in Perth too, we'll be watching with uh, real interest how this uh, exploration program that's unfolding in uh, New South Wales uh, will go this year. So best of luck with it all. And thanks again for your time today. Thanks, Barry. Good talking to you. All the best, you guys. Cheers. Cheers.